action. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Well Nerds Podcast. This is episode number 109. My name is Slater. I'm here with Adam and Caitlin. What's up? Hello. And we also have a very special guest that we've been trying to get on the podcast for like two years. He's super booked up. His name is Chase Decker. I thought you had this whole extravagant thing. Oh, yeah, wasn't wanna, the- we can't dive into it too soon. People are going to get freaked out. They know how oh much of a boss gosh. he is at all these different things. Okay, well, let's do a quick intro to Chase, and then we'll let him uh, follow up with any information that he wants to add. But uh, Chase is born and raised in Monterey, California. He attended college in Washington at Wazoo, Washington State University, for those of you that are not from the Pacific Northwest, uh, where he studied organismal biology and geology. After college, he lived in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and had Grand Teton and Yellowstone National Parks right on his front door. Uh, but now he calls Monterey area home again. He's been traveling all over the world, guiding photography trips uh, for many years. You can regularly find him in Moss Landing, going out with Sanctuary Cruises. And his photography has been published all over the world, uh, including some really cool art in the Smithsonian Museum of National Natural History in Washington, D.C. Chase, thank you for being on our podcast. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm not happy to be a cougar. I'm a Western Washington Viking. What? Your website says Washington State. Oh, Western Washington. Oh my God. No, you got to change your website. And tell her to fix your website. Get that website corrected because I totally thought you were a cougar. (laughs) No, I can't be a cougar. I can't be a cougar. Oh, no. No, no, no. No. This is what I get for just going for it off your own website. Likes whales, often often shoots photos, and that's it. You know, that's my. He's a photographer. Yeah, it's the most important. Question Actually, is, has he ever photographed a cougar, though? Oh, no, I haven't. See, that's why what? I can't be a cougar. Ooh, that's why he can't be a cougar. Chase doesn't really even take pictures anymore anyway, so he's just kind of retiring. He's kind of retired. Full-time salmon now. Full-time salmon fisherman. I got to tell you, Chase, I think the money's in the photography, really. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Happy to finally be here, guys. Woo-hoo. Woo. Uh, you know what i have a correction i'm looking at your website right now it says western washington university right in my face i don't know wow. how I, I don't know how i messed that up this morning western washington university yes. Taylor starts drinking really early on her days off so I mean, <laughs> Jeez. it was a joke you guys can see her face it was if you're watching the youtube not all the people that listen to the podcast oh shoot they won't know that i held up a big sign that said it was a joke Oh no. Anyways, sorry about that, Chase. It's okay. It's okay. What forgiven? Is there anything you would like to add to your background that we missed? Besides no, I like that? the Wilmot background podcast. Looks really cool. No, the background <laughs> info on you. You. No, no, no. I, I think you covered it. I think you covered it. You know, good enough for now. Oh man. Okay, so you have you've been to all these amazing places. You grew up in Monterey, but when did you first like start photographing wildlife like as a little kid or like was that something that happened later no I mean I started I did start photographing wildlife um yeah I mean definitely when I was maybe seven or eight years old I had a personal film camera photographed a lot of whales here in Monterey Bay and uh, other wildlife that we'd go see as well and um then it didn't really get into it more seriously until about high school once high school and college that's when things started to pick up a little bit more and having camera a long time and was it was it always like was whales the first thing you were into like obviously growing up in monterey that's probably the easiest accessible animal but i don't know you, those those like, deer uh, in pg are pretty easy to uh, what do you mean this guy shoots <laughs> bobcats without even trying especially you guys just walk out of your house and see them that's no true. i mean I, I whales were definitely whales were definitely first you know and um i've, I've loved whales since literally i can remember i, I don't I, there was never a moment where I was like, oh, now I like whales. It's just like, as soon as I can remember life, it's like, oh, I like whales. I always like whales. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of other stuff photographed here. We had we had a lot of yards with, you know, a lot of deer, birds, I mean, squirrels, just anything, just, you know, photograph stuff right in the backyard just to, you know, start shooting stuff. And then we'd go on trips, you know, we'd go on other whale trips and other spots when I was a kid and, you know, bring the camera on those, um, whether it was Hawaii or Alaska, anything like that. So, um, again as far back as i can remember whales have always been the primary focus 
Did you do like photography classes at school or anything? Mm, Not really. I did in high school, I did take an AP photography class, but truthfully, it was senior year and it was the last kind of slot of the day. So we kind of skipped it every single day. (laughs) She pretty much was like, you can either sit in here and work on Photoshop, or if you're out, just make sure you're photographing. So people just were technically always out photographing (laughs) Photoshop. So no, I never took a photography course, just did everything online. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Go out, hang out with your friends, take a selfie, and be like, well, it's part of the class. Pretty much, right? <laughs> <laughs> Given the class today. Actually, did they were selfies, on, on were selfies a thing back then? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Jeez. They're making us, they're telling us we're old. I know. What does that That's mean? so rude. Selfies were selfies a thing? Back the mirror photo. It was the mirror yeah. photo. Was the, yeah, on the LG flip phones. Boom. Yeah, yeah I, right? actually, I didn't have one of those. Either. We had iPhones. There were iPhones back in 2010. Selfies were a thing. I believe selfies were a thing. For sure. But you actually <laughs> had the phone in it. It was just yeah. like in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the front-facing camera thing didn't come along for a long time. No. Mm-mm. Then you'd have to like hold your arm super far away and like giant. Yeah. Exactly. You had to so line funny. it up. You didn't know where you were looking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> selfies were a whole nother level back then. You really <laughs> had to like know what you were doing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So would you would you say you had the love for animals first and then you implemented photography or did you like the aspects of photography and, and decide to shoot animals? No, definitely the love for animals first. I, um, I, I've always loved animals of all sorts. I mean, I remember, I, I've been trying to find for a long time. I remember we used to have like, my parents bought me like a VHS tape of like whales and dolphins and it was like an hour long show kind of made for kids about whales and dolphins and i would watch that like daily just all the time i'd go to the monitor bay aquarium i'd do the sleepovers there i do um i'd sit in front of a little i don't know if you guys have been in the aquarium but next to the otter tank they have a little screen a little tv and they've been running the exact same like reel since they opened in the 80s and i would sit and just watch that <laughs> like the entire time like my mom would be like you want to go see the otters like no 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 i just want to watch this i just want to watch the i want to i want to wait for the elephant seals to show back up so the screen always, by the cafe or like the big theater yeah no the cafe yeah like when yeah. you go to the cafe the otters and left that little screen on the right you know <laughs> i'd sit and watch that all day like because we went we went to the aquarium all the time so i didn't care yeah. about going and seeing the other stuff i just wanted to watch the screen because you know we're millennials we're addicted to television so <laughs> you <laughs> are you are right what? what is on the screen? It's hmm? just like a little video that repeats. Yeah, yeah, but like about otters? No, like like the Monterey Bay life, like elephant seals, whales. Oh, it shows all the stuff out there. Yeah. I'll oh. take you there and I'll, we'll sit there and we'll watch it. We'll spend yeah, seven dollars over there. there. Huh? We need to go see the new deep sea exhibit. I want to go so bad. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. I want to see that. I want to see that really bad. Okay. That's pretty cool. We'll go do that. Right? Right after this. <laughs> They're still <laughs> open. The aquarium club. I mean, I know people at the aquarium. I was a volunteer. I'll just text people and say, can you let us in? We want to see. After hours. After hours viewing. (laughs) Exactly. We'll post about it on the Whale Nerd podcast. We'll get bring a bunch of traction. Oh, no. They don't need our help at all with social media. (laughs) (laughs) So when was it that? I actually have told people, to be completely honest, I don't know if this is the greatest thing to say, but because Adam brought it up, I actually don't really love photography by itself. Like if it wasn't for animals, like I don't like photography. People are like, do you want to do wedding photography? Yeah, I agree. As a living, like no, like I just I don't like photography. I don't want to read about photography or cameras or stuff. Like I like wildlife photography, nature photography, but photography, eh, not so much. You know, whales, animals, that's where it's at. I completely agree. It's like people are like, oh, you're you're a wildlife photographer. Like all my friends when I was graduating college. They were like, can you can you take portraits of us and like grad photos? And I'm like, I have no interest in that. Like <laughs> yeah, zero. Absolutely. I don't care how much you pay me. I don't want to do that. It's something I feel so guilty about too, because people like, because you have all this professional equipment and they see it, like I bring it with me when I go places just in case a random bear comes out of the alley, even if it's in Huntington <laughs> Beach. It's like you don't have your camera with you, right? And then I feel like whenever like a family member sees it, it's like, oh, do you want to come take pictures of our anniversary photo? I'm like, oh. I'm like, I'm probably going to mess them up. Like, I just, I don't know what I do. I'll be shooting it too fast or something, you know? 
Yeah, you uh, bump your shutter speed to whatever, 3,200. So when, when, Chase, when did you start to feel, or like, when did you start taking photography, um, like, serious or taking it to, like, a professional level? Um, probably more of a professional level than me thinking about taking it. Uh, when would that would have been? Probably at the very end of high school, we were going on more kind of like, I don't know, exotic trips to other countries and other continents. We were taking photos. And then with that, you know, getting to college, I was like, well, is this something I want to pursue? I wasn't really sure. But when I would kind of send photos off and they were starting to get recognition, you know, a few of them were getting published in magazines and, you know, like they were winning some awards. I was like, oh, well, maybe I can actually do this. And as we got into college and then up in Washington, I was doing more local stuff, you know, going out a lot, uh, going out in the San Juans a lot more and, um, you know, Wyoming, just anywhere, wherever I could get. Um, and that started to build, build more and more. And then when I started getting the first few sales, print sales and licensing sales or just licensing requests, whatever you want to call it. Um, that's when I was like, all right, this is getting much more serious. So then to really explore that, that's when right after college, you know, we moved to Wyoming two weeks after I graduated to Jackson Hole, because I was like, where could you be, you know, where could you live anywhere better, but Jackson Hole to be a wildlife photographer. I mean, you know, some of the biggest legends live there. I mean, you are, you know, right where there's animals at your doorstep, you know, I could just drive around all day photographing stuff. So when I moved there, that's when it really just accelerated and then just took off and when did you start running your first trips to either teach photography or just guide trips was that in wyoming time? my first year in wyoming because working as a guide there i you know as i was guiding around through different companies people would come on and i would be like oh i'm taking photos and i start selling it sending the photos the company would use them like when you go into jackson a few of the stores still have my photos printed up in the windows when i lived there so it's like, you know, I was doing it for them. I was doing it for people. And then by the end of my time in Wyoming, I was saying, hey, if anyone, you know, I got a CUA, a certified user um, authorization permit. And um, I was, hey, if you just want to come out on like a private trip, you know, go around, look for bears and take photos. Let's do that. So people were starting to message me. I'm like, hey, well, you know, we want to go out for a day or two. So then that's when I was starting to take people out and doing that. And then Monterey, when I came back here, that's when we started to do more like international trips like oh let's take people wherever we can you know so that's so in the parks when you're working as a guide are you like you're like a naturalist guide for like a tour company and then you were doing photos or like what how was that set up right so when i when i moved to jackson hole i got a job working for a couple different um tour companies you know where i'd take people out into grand teton yellowstone drive them around walk them around show them the animals you know thermal features whatever it was and I also worked for the Jacksonville Wildlife Film Festival because I figured, I mean, what a great spot, right? I mean, you know, you're, you're bringing in a lot of talent, you know, you bring all the people making these wildlife films, you know, Jane Goodall, Bill Nye. I mean, all these people are, you know, coming in through the film festival. So it's like, all right, that's a good place to make connections and meet people as well that are in the industry. Uh, it's actually through the Jacksonville Wildlife Film Festival that I met a bunch of Nat Geo photographers as well, you know, because we had an event over in Boston and there were a bunch of Nat Geo photographers, BBC filmmakers, everything over there. So it's like, you know, just network away. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, on, on, on the tours, on the trips, you know, it's just like I'm driving around. It's like, oh, there's a bear. You guys watch it. I'm going to get a photo of it for us. And then right after the trips went in, I get my, in my car and I go right back out, find the same animal and just keep shooting. So I was, I was on average, I was literally in the parks six days of the week when I lived there. Like on average just i would maybe have one day a week where i wouldn't go out but overall it's just out every single day you said you were taking the snowmobiles out right you told me that one time yeah yeah so in winter i was a snowmobile and snow coach guide so i would yeah that's cool yeah it was fun it was super fun except the snowmobiles were terrifying because you know we would get out of our summer fall season in october and then november we had to go through a two-week training course on safety emergencies you know like rescue frostbite heat so everything just whatever whatever could happen and then we'd go through we'd get early access so we could start going into yellowstone because yellowstone would close in october early november and then it wouldn't open until december 15th so for about a month we would have early access to go take the snowmobile snow coach we would be driving around yellowstone all by ourselves like there would literally be no one in the park just have the whole place to ourselves mm -hmm. when we start guiding people in winter it was actually terrifying because 90% of people we would take snowmobiling 
never been in a snowmobile. So they're going oh 40 miles an hour yeah. in negative <laughs> 20 degrees, you know, passing bison, passing, you know, you know, cliffs. And there were a lot of accidents. I mean, it, it was, it's one of the reasons I moved back to California because I couldn't take it. You know, I mean, we, we had people running into trees, people snowmobile catching on fire, people tripping on ice, people getting chased <laughs> by bison. Sorry about the snowmobile. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you liked to take it out to photograph wildlife. I didn't know. Sorry, Catch on fire. It's a whole other level. Oh, no. What? Well, we would. Like, we would, like, when we had days off, like, you know, we could, you know, get the firm. We could take the snowmobiles in the park. Like, those were fun. The tour days were still fun, but it was a lot of work. It's stressful. Yeah, it was, exactly. It was stressful. Because on a boat, you know, it's like there's the naturalists, the captains, you have, you have a team. California, right? It's kind of nice. There, it'd be me and ten people, like just ten passengers, oh. no other help. So I'm I'm responsible yeah, for that looking at ten snowmobilers behind me. So when I could go out and by myself, oh my god, that was so much fun. Like take the snowmobile, go find the bobcats, the wolves. That was the best. But the guiding, <laughs> a little little a little sketchy at times. Not gonna lie, a little sketchy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, do you? think you have like a a set of photos or like a particular photo that stands out to you in your eyes either from Yellowstone or from the ocean or like do you have that one photo because I feel like I have probably like four or five photos that are like okay those are like the photos I'm most proud of do you have similar ones I think yeah right I mean I, I assume all of us photographers have those ones where it's like even if the public doesn't agree for us they're that much more special, right? Because it's like ones, you know, every time you're the photographer, you remember the smells, the air temperature, where you were, how much effort it took you to get. And I have a few shots that I'm just drawn to. Like one I've always gone to, that's one of my favorites. I have a shot of two moose leaving a meadow, you know, with mountains in the background, clouds, like everything came together. Like, it's just, it's just a shot that like, it's, I've only again printed a few photos for myself. And it's one of them I printed because I'm like, I just love looking at it. It's, it's everything I want out of nature because, you know, we're way back, way, way back in the Canadian Rockies, way out there. And it's just like there's this meadow that a few people know of that always has moose because that's this mud and the mud is all salt. So, you know, if you go there, you're going to see some moose. And I went there and there's just like these two moose in there and they're just walking out. I'm just like, it's just beautiful. It's just something I love looking at. Um, but, you know, that one and I got to find uh, it. I'm like on a search right now to find it. Yeah. On your website? On my website. It's probably in the Canada album or in the Moose album. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking of other photos, you know, other photos I've taken. Um, and I, you know, even one that I think about a lot that I remember never gained as much. People have bought it as prints, but online and never gained as much traction as I thought. But I have a photo of two elephants meeting. And I remember that one really struck me because it was a morning where we were watching four or 500 elephants and it's chaotic. They're everywhere. Like the vehicle's shaking because there's so many elephants, but I see these two young ones going for each other and they greet each other. They're like trumpeting. They link, you know, they link trunks. They're smiling. And I'm like, wow, it's such a precious mo moment in all this chaos. And that's when it's like, I think, you know, because I was there, I remember it. It's like, oh, it was really special, but I don't know, online people... Oh, I see. Are they coming at each other like at a yeah. deal? Yeah. yeah. It's called Chasing Titans. I really like that one. Oh, you no. Know. Clashing Titans. Yeah. Wait, what's that? Is it called oh, Clashing Titans? Oh, no, that's titans? a different one. Oh, Those are okay. fighting. There's a different one where it's like smiling, they're happy or something like that. Oh, okay. And this but, one, Craig is really nice. Yeah, Craig is cool, you know. But that's the thing about photos, right? I mean, it's just like, you know, all of us, like we take so many. It's kind of, it's, it's really hard to pin down one favorite because it's like, you know, I like all the For animals. Sure. Do you do you have a preference? Because this is something I've I've always struggled with with land wildlife. Is like I it's hard for me to set up a shot. Like I feel like I'm better at reacting to things or like predicting animals' behavior because I can read them in the ocean, right? Like right. if like I you can either sense if something's gonna breach, right? Like we all can do that sometimes, or we just mm. see the patterns or you know, what have you. But I feel like in land photography, like you can kind of set up your shot and like get landscapes in the background or like foreground blur, background blur. But I think with the ocean, you kind of just have to take whatever the animals give you, right? So do you have an affinity for land versus sea or do you 
think they're the same or do you love them both the same or, or like where, where are you I, at? I love, I love them both. I mean, I like, I like the challenges both present because on land, you know, it is different, right? I mean, I'm with a land animal like moose. It's like, I can see everything it's doing, you know, unless it goes yeah. by a bush and vanishes. It's like every time yeah. it steps or moves, you know, I'm watching it. The whales, it's fun because it is so much more challenging. What I, what I appreciate so much more about ocean photography, I think, than land is, you know, I think for all of us, we have access to something that most people don't. Anyone, like, for example, can go to Yellowstone in their car, drive yeah. around to the heart's content, walk around, do whatever. But when we're in a boat, I mean, think about how few people have access to a boat, especially as much as all of us do, and can go out there and yeah. get those opportunities, right? I mean, people come in the boat and they expect to get great shots. And I'm thinking, you know, for all of us, I know in the ocean, it takes hours, days, months, sometimes years to get a shot you're thinking of if ever. And you, you may never encounter it. Because, you know, you have to not only get out on a boat, but then you have to get out to where the whales are. You have to hope the ocean cooperates. You have to hope the whales cooperate. And when all that comes together, you have to hope you're looking at the right area when that orca <laughs> humpback breaches. Like, it's so yeah. challenging. It, it is so challenging. It is, right? It's so challenging. And that's what I like about ocean photography is, like, very few people can go do it. You know, very few people can get on a boat because most people don't own a boat or they're not willing to spend so much money to charter a boat or go on all these tours. So that's why like, the fact that we can all, all four of us can get on a boat as often as we do is great. But I, I have always told people, and I always say, I always throw it in earlier. Like, I hope it doesn't offend anyone, but I'm like, I feel like I have photographers ADD. And what I mean is like, I can't shoot the same job subject for too long, at least in a row. <laughs> like during orca season right now here in Monterey, when we typically see more orcas than we do, by the end of it, I'm like, okay, I'm bored of orcas. Like, let's go, let's go do something else. Let's go, let's go photograph, yeah. you know, a leopard. Let's go photograph a dolphin, just something else. So <laughs> that's why I like the mix of land and sea because the ocean presents so many amazing possibilities and challenges. I love the challenge of the ocean, but I love when I go up to Alaska or Africa and just, you know, you just walk around and you're like, all right, just spend time. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna spend time and we're going to find that caribou we're going to find that bear like we're going to walk around and walk through the forest and see what shows up you know you get a little bit more i think on land you get a little bit more independence because you don't have to rely on a boat well maybe not for slater who has his own boat you know? <laughs> got a lot or, of independence or you can but, drive around and look for a bobcat for a couple hours with your friend that's true that's and, true and never know? find one <laughs> okay just come to my house apparently they hang out in my neighborhood there you go right you got to go back there and, and shoot those uh well, the non-existent bobcats, but then we got to go back and look for those owls too. We'll go do the owls and the bobcats, and we'll go do them at Caitlin's neighborhood, apparently. Over in <laughs> yeah, once you get right? back, they're all over the place. Oh man, um, do you have a favorite place that you like to photograph wildlife, like whether it's ocean or land, or do you just um, like them all for different reasons? Yeah, I, I, again, I like I like the mix, but if I really if I really had to pick, I, I mean, I just. It probably have to be Africa. I mean, it's just you know, I, 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 I still believe to this day. I think Africa is the single greatest travel destination on Earth. I mean, you know, I, I, people, I've talked about this with other photographers and travelers that there's something weird when you go to Africa, that you almost kind of feel like, you know, you're, you're like home because you know, since we know like that's where you know ancient humans evolved from. Yep. When you're over there, you're just like you feel that you you kind of feel like a strange connection to the land in a weird way, hmm. but you see so much. You know, like when you go to Africa, like every day you're walking away with thousands of photos. Like, you know, you go, all right, we just saw a pride of lions. We're going to go to the leopard. Okay. We're going to go to the cheetah right after. And then we're going to go to the elephants. Okay. then we're going to break for breakfast. Then we're going to go right back out to the leopard and then the giraffe. It's like, you, you never have, you know, like on the bay, you know, you may spend hours driving around looking for something. I mean, Africa, it's kind of like, you just go out and you see stuff every five minutes, just all over, you know, and it's, mm. it's overwhelming. And I love. I just love the photographic opportunities you get. I mean, it's just, it's mind blowing. I, I, I still hope one day I can spend months at a time in Africa and not have to come back, just go week by week, season by season. But, you know, <laughs> that could be a long ways off. That could be a long ways off. I do love Monterey though. I, I feel lucky to live where we do here. I mean, the fact that we get to live in Monterey or Santa Barbara, California, right? <laughs> and um, I mean, look where we get to live, right? We get to live in an awesome spot and go see amazing things like right off her doorstep so it's kind of hard to beat her i agree also have uh, carmel and point lobos that i feel like we don't extend down to enough mm -hmm. 
I mean, it's so easy to get stopped by the 80 whales that we have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But it's like yeah. if, if we could get down to those backdrops more often than we do, like we really do have some insane backgrounds that we could take advantage of. Well, remember, summer, we'll have I, to, I tried know. going there and everyone made fun of us. <laughs> yeah, you can't go there during the was... well season. Actually, I could have told you that because last year I went all the way to Point Sur did, and saw like six Rizzos and we came back up. They had orcas there. They had orcas at what? At least twice. twice. I mean, oh, that's true. You, this it, it picture honestly on was the background good... of my phone right. is Carmel. Right? Look how pretty that is. I hey, you put that from the shore, though. So pretty. No, that was from a boat. Oh. I took I like, that on the New Horizon. The that's the most amazing shore photo of an orca. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Caitlin, was, Caitlin did see them killing a gray whale from the beach there. I did. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great down there. That's why I was like, let's go down there. Because if and we it was a like... whale, look at that background. It would be great. It was the boats couldn't even get in there. It was well, most of the boats didn't go in there, but one chose. Well, to. yeah, at one point they were like less than four hundred yards from shore, saying, and like, like over there it gets real sketchy towards the shore. <laughs> I wouldn't take a boat all the way in there where they were. No way. Right, right. you know. So, okay, so we warned you that we were going to ask you about like your most memorable wildlife encounters, but now we actually are going to ask you it two different ways. Oh, super fun. Can't wait. So what's your favorite terrestrial wildlife encounter? Oh. Okay. Like on Mars. <laughs> Not extraterrestrial. Extraterrestrial. I'm just messing with you. Um, oh my gosh. I feel like this I feel like the terrestrial one changes kind of based on my mood. That one's really oh man, that one's the terrestrial one's really, really difficult. Um man, what would that be? What would that be? I mean, I've, I've, I've had so many, like even, even this past summer, you know, when I we were know out it. in Alaska, we just had, I mean, 50 bears to ourselves. Like we're just out there in the most beautiful meadow, 10 PM at night, 50 bears everywhere. Like that's amazing. That's what I was going to say. It's probably one of those, those encounters you told me about the bears just walking by you on the beach. Yeah. I mean, just you know, I'd wake up and I'd go sit in the beach with coffee and there'd be bears walking right by. That's, that's neat. So but man, it's, I mean, probably one of my favorite terrestrial encounters, you know, probably the one that means the most is the mountain gorillas. You know, when I got the chance to be the mountain gorillas years ago, Ooh, that's cool. that one, you know, I only have one tattoo and it's a mountain gorilla on my ankle. And that's because I knew that was, I still probably say to this day, that's probably the greatest wildlife experience any human can have. And yeah. people have gotten an argument in, you know, I always try to make the case because, you know, when I went there to Africa and we did the mountain gorillas in Rwanda and Uganda and you know, you're, you're hiking up in this primeval jungle. I mean, the jungle is just so old and you're, you know, the guides are cutting down stuff. There's no trails. You're just walking through the jungle and you have no idea where you are. And some days you're hiking for an hour. Some days you're hiking for seven hours to get to these big gorillas mm. and then you get up to them and like everything just goes quiet. Your guides are quiet. And you're just surrounded by 20 to 50 gorillas and they're, they're looking at you, you know, they're coming up. I mean, they're coming up and they're touching you you know, they kind of come up and they kind of, you know, touch your clothes, they touch your hair, they kind of investigate you, you know, meanwhile, oh. while they're doing that, the big silverbacks are sitting back there and they're, you know, they're looking at you, they're just staring at you, making sure, you know, you're not going to hurt their family and their group and everything. And um, I've, I've thought about the mountain gorillas probably more than any other wildlife experience I've had. And I'm just dying to go back. All I want to do is go back and do them again. The only problem is, to go up and do the mountain gorillas for one hour costs $1,500 per person for one hour. So <laughs> can you, wow. can you like, can you fit me in like your camera bag or something yeah. so I can tag along or. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll put you in the camera bag, you know, let's do okay, that. Cool. And, then, uh, and then there's always a bunch of people you can hire. Like they're so kind, but there's what we call porters. And when you go in your mountain yeah. gorilla trek, they line up a group of porters and they go, okay, these porters are $10 for the day and they're going to carry all your stuff. And they're going like, I'm like, well, I want to hire all of them because like, yeah. $10 each, they all need work. So I'm like, you carry my camera, you can carry my bag, you can carry my water bottle. Let's go. You know? So awesome. I mean, you just, it's, it's amazing. Oh, so I, I, there's not one thing with the mountain gorillas that was the greatest, but it's like the whole experience of doing the mountain gorillas in Rwanda and Uganda still is day. I'm, I keep looking for other wildlife encounters that are going to trumpet from, you know, the gray whales to, you know, bears to, you know, polar bears, but I'm like, nothing, nothing's come close. You know, and I think because we are 98.6% related, it's like, you just feel like you're sitting next to something that like, we're so closely related to it's, it's insane. It took, it took me a while to find them on your Instagram. 
I had to scroll oh, yeah, down pretty far to find one. Yeah, I don't have too many photos. I'm, that's why I'm like, that's... they were curious, right? And they were like, just all about you. What's that? You said they were super curious mm -hmm. and just kind of all about you. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, some the young ones kind of pay attention. And then, you know, we'd go to a certain group, like we went one day to a troop of, or group of, um, that had 40 gorillas and had three males, three silverbacks. And the number two and three silverback in charge are really aggressive because they want to be in charge. So when the people come up, they use the people as like, you know, like punching bags. So like they'll <laughs> run over your feet and then like they'll stand there and they'll back kick you. And like, they'll like look right at you and they'll like pound their chest. And you're like, this thing could rip my arm off and throw it in the you know, tall grass. <laughs> you're never going to see it again. <laughs> you know, cause they're just, they're just, and the guys are right behind you and they're like, don't move, don't move, don't move, be quiet. Look down, look down, like don't move. You know, cause the gorilla is like standing on your foot and they're pretty much just like, don't make a sound or that thing will, it'll get you, you know? That sounds scary. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. Sounded, you know. Um, okay, is anyone else going to share one, or is it on to the ocean side? No. Oh well, this is all about you. <laughs> I don't have any. I don't have any terrestrial encounters. So. Oh, no extra trust. That's where we got to get you out in there and land a little bit more, Adam. Wait, I know. I, mean, man. I went to I Yellowstone, so I have some. I think Yellowstone's pretty incredible, especially right. if like you live in the U.S. Like that's one of the greatest yeah. places to see wildlife in the in the lower forty-eight. I mean, the fact that we can just go to Yellowstone, take a flight from California to Yellowstone and be there in like two hours, it's amazing. I mean, there's so, there's so much to see there. If, I, if we take Adam to Yellowstone, he'll never want to look at another whale in his life. <laughs> like, I'm taking up bison photography. <laughs> I was, uh, one, thing I was, one thing I was sad about with my, one of my favorite encounters in Yellowstone with the two grizzly bears is that like, we drove past the area and there was no one there. And then it was like on our way back and it's like, Oh, there's a bear. How do you know? There's a thousand people lined up on the side of the road. And then there's people out there directing traffic with their stings, you know what I mean? And it's just mm -hmm. like it it was like really cool to watch them, but then it kinda was just like everyone's watching them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, right. So it made it a little less special, but it was I mean it's still really cool. Some people say it takes away from the the wilderness when you're in Yellowstone and there's a thousand cars, you're getting a bear jam and you know you're just Yeah. yeah you're watching from the see road. That. You know, and, that, and that's why it's like, you know, when I go there, it's like, I do like to get off road. I like to go on the trails. I know where the animals are. Go on the dirt roads where you're not going to see people. I mean, you know, there's a bear jam is fun, but it is, it's a lot of people, man. So I, yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah. I think probably my most memorable terrestrial encounter is from Yellowstone as a kid yeah. is yeah. we're in a, like a bison traffic jam. Um, Cause they're all crossing the road. And then we had seen a grizzly bear, like, I don't know, 15 minutes before we got stuck in the traffic. And I don't know if it was the same bear or a different bear, but a grizzly bear came running down the hill at the bison. The bison like went between us and the car in front of us. And the bear went behind us between us and the car behind us. Mm -hmm. And then like the bear jumped on the bison on the other side of the street. And it, then the bison kicked it and it ran off up into the next hill. And I was like, what just happened? <laughs> That's gnarly. And, right. you know, we had like disposable little wind up film cameras, right. like, you know, not got zero footage of the event. <laughs> and my here, right? you have yeah. And my grandma's like, I'm just glad I didn't let you guys get out of the car to look at the bison. Cause she's like, right. I almost was about to just put it in park and let you get out. <laughs> and then the bear came running down the hill. Oh my gosh. It's so cool. There's so much yeah. stuff you can see there. So you'll have to have like a whale nerds honorary trip to Yellowstone, you know. Um, I don't know if we're whale nerds at that point, but I'm down. Well, the whale nerds can go there. Like it's like the whale nerds on vacation. Oh, you know? oh I see. I see. I see. The whale nerds on vacation. <laughs> right. That's my arm. <laughs> All right. But back to reality, the real animal what's your favorite marine wildlife encounter <laughs> okay that one that one's easier because that one's always stayed the same that one that one hasn't deviated in about 20 years um okay my favorite marine encounter to this day was definitely not necessarily the best for photos but it's something that i'm just also like probably never going to happen again as long as i live um when i was younger would have been about 11 or 12, no, yeah, about 11 or 12, 
we uh, my family chartered a sailboat out of um, British Columbia up in the like inside passage out of um, Port Hardy, which is on the northern tip of Vancouver Island. Yeah. Yep. And we chartered it for over a week to go follow the northern resident orcas around. Um, That's cool. You know, all around that area there and, you know, go see bears and whatever else we can see. And it was a great trip. I mean, we saw Luna. I remember the famous Luna orca. Um, oh, you did? Really? Yeah, we saw Luna. She, you know, or he touched over a boat. The Canadian, um, I don't know what you call it, Canadian Coast Guard, police, no, whatever the equivalent is in Canada, raced over like, you can't, you have to leave. You can't be around oh, the it's probably DFO. Yeah, yeah, sure. So whatever they're yeah, called, um, you know, the uh, and uh, it was it was a bummer, but I mean, we saw orcas all the time. It was it was one of the best trips we've ever had. But like one night, we're you know we're anchored out somewhere middle of the island, and you know and we're we're sitting there at night, and it's you know it's like August, so you know the sun's not going down until like nine thirty ten. You know it's way up. Yeah. There. You know it stays light pretty late, so it's like maybe nine o'clock. And, um, you know, we're sitting there finishing off the night and the captain of the sailboat would always leave the hydrogen and kind of listen, just always listen around. And he starts hearing the orcas. We start hearing the, these orcas kind of start to chime up. You know, we start hearing them like coming. He goes, oh, he gets all excited. He's like, oh my God, that's a power falling. It was, it was one of the bigger pods. I think they were called like the iPod, which is kind of funny because they always called them the iPod because the iPod just came out and they like, the iPod were like, were super energetic. They were like, <laughs> they were like really friendly. They were like a really good pod to watch up in the Northern Residence. And he looks at us and he's like, hey, he's like, it's a full moon. Let's get in the Z, let's go in the little dinghy. Let's go out and see him. We're all like, all right, sure. That sounds really fun. So we get in this, I mean, little tiny dinghy, four of us. I mean, it's like, I don't know, maybe eight, nine feet. It's really tiny. And he putters us out to the main channel where he thinks the workers are coming down, you know, because that's where we left them. We saw them going that way. So it seems like they're coming back. And we get out there and we turn off the engine and he goes, okay. He's like, you know, you can kind of see, you can see stuff around cause it's a full moon. It's not quite dark, right? Like the sun had just set maybe 20, 30 minutes ago. So what do they call it? I think they call that nautical twilight, right? You know, right before civil twilight. Yeah. yeah. There's civil twilight, nautical twilight, astronomical twilight. So it's like light enough to see. And we're sitting there and a couple minutes go by. And the next thing we know, a bull orca pops up like two feet from the boat. Like, I mean, we're sitting in the dinghy, a foot off the water and there's a bull orca right next to us and then it's like, so cool. it's like they want to dive all of a sudden 30 orcas are around the dinghy whoa they're not just passing two of them two of the females spy hop like right next to the boat like oh I mean, my god is now above my head and Sounds the like orcas a... are right there i mean like arms reach i don't mean like 100 i mean like right next to the boat they're looking at it and for about maybe a good i don't know six to ten minutes these orcas kind of just keep breathing keep popping up around the boat they probably spy up about 15 times what? you know the bull you just see you're seeing all of it because it's still kind of bright enough to see it and they're right there and then they eventually just kind of slid off and moved on and the captain of the boat who's you know british native british columbia has been doing this his whole life i mean he's in tears like he's he's completely lost like the ability to speak and everything and um and that, that to the day is still just one of those things where I'm like, that's never going to happen again, right? I mean, wow. to be out in this Did channel that. under a full moon, surrounded by these northern residents, I'm like, it was just magic. I mean, it that's really- putting, uh, That's putting Jeff's story to shame. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A, our it's buddy Jeff. Jeff Friedman had a similar story with, I think it was Southern residents, might have been Northern residents, mm-hmm. but wow, that is absolutely incredible. Like, I can't even imagine what you felt like. I, I hope you were crying too. <laughs> I wasn't crying because I was a kid, so it's like I knew it was exciting. Oh, I got you. Yeah, but yeah, as yeah. an adult, I think it would have had a lot different meaning. You know, I the only problem sure. with that memory is that I told people is I wish I was older because if I was older, I feel like I'd have a stronger recollection. Or if I was older, yeah. I'd have one of these fancy new iPhones that can film at night. <laughs> so I'd have recorded the whole thing. But no, we only had film cameras. But I mean, it was it was just something I think about so much because I'm like like out of a dream I mean it felt like mm-hmm. out of a dream but we knew it wasn't a dream because there were four of us there so we all, we, all, we all remember it the same way so crazy dude you know so. all right but you know I don't know if the whale nerds listeners have heard it but are you guys going to return the favor or at least one of you going to return the favor yeah, oh, no, man. are cool enough, bro. Yeah, yeah I don't, well, how I do you follow that? Holy everyone moly. Has a, everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different story that <laughs> yeah, means but, to them. I feel like I yeah, but it's not like that. 
Mine it's are not, not a competition. magical. Like, I've had some lucky encounters with rare things happening, but no, like, I don't know, nothing that makes me want to cry at night and in the morning, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's, it doesn't have to be that, because, like, you know, I don't, I don't believe in the whole spiritual side. I don't think, you know, when people go out and they're like, oh, these animals are here to lift my spirits, to serve me, you know, like, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. like, you know, people go out with the gems and they hold the gems at me. They're thinking they're absorbing the animal's energy. Like, no, it's just, they're animals. Like, enjoy them, but they're out doing their thing. So it's like, it felt like magic but it's like it just was night and they're swimming by and it was very cool so it's like if you guys have encounters that were like wow that means a lot to me i like to hear it or maybe you're i mean i definitely i definitely do and it was on it was recent it was the encounter i had with the 51s off of right santa cruz island and it was like like i've seen that family probably two dozen times over the past couple years you know and it's like you know they're the friendly pod for a reason but right. when they like actively take interest in you versus mm-hmm. just like doing what they're doing right. like i think that's that's when i feel like most connected to to them mm-hmm. and it's like yeah. it, the conditions couldn't have been better right we had a pot of the whole pot the whole 51 natural line it was mm-hmm. star and aurora and all their kin and everybody and in perfect conditions right and like comet was just going ballistic she was just like spy hopping on this side of the boat then she'd go to the other side of the boat spy hop there and it's not like you know spy hops where they're hunting you know and they're celebrating she was like actively looking you in the eyes right and i think encounters like that and like you were saying you know these whales are spy hopping around you and i think honestly spy hopping is probably my my favorite you know behavior that these whales do it's like when they actually look at you instead of just looking around like that's a completely yeah. different feeling i think um well that's so cool you got that and, and I don't know, that's, that's one that stands out yeah I yeah exactly family. it's a family we all so know cool. really well right yeah so i mean that's definitely mine for all this joy right i mean like they've been up in monterey santa barbara it's like yeah. they're a family that brings so many people passionate whale nerds like they really the are level of joy because they're so fun to watch you know I yeah mean, they really are you you probably that there may not be an encounter with the friendlies that's better than the one you had you know um i have to turn on this phone in this other computer here anyways yeah i have this so. we had this really cool encounter on uh april 21st with the ca51s just a couple of whale nerds someone was supposed to be on my boat that day actually <laughs> Dude, I was supposed to take Chase out that day. I know. It was written down. Slater, he had pulled up the calendar, and he said, all right, Chase, the 8th and the 21st. And my boat broke. Up. What's that? My boat broke. Yeah, you pulled for the 8th, not the 21st. I was so sad. I know. What was up with that? What was up the 21st? It was my birthday. Oh. That's right. Yeah, but that, that wasn't we, why. Like we, we, we did that in the morning. We went, Oh, we went to breakfast. Was the breakfast, yeah. and then somebody called that there's that there's orcas right in front, and so yeah, I had to go out see Caitlin's lucky birthday orcas, right? Yeah, sure. they came right, and we got good looks. They came right across my. We got the and- best looks, and then we left. <laughs> I felt rude. We came in, and like Slater's like, "You drive," and I was like, "Okay," and then like we got four really great looks, and then left. That's <laughs> like my. Yeah. That's my every time. No, not every time, but like that's my like third time now or fourth where I've left the harbor because like if they're in front of the harbor it's kind of easy to get down there it's like two minutes like literally past the MLA yeah. buoy right and yeah. there was like the time where it was just Tim Zolanak out there and the sea lion was trying to jump on his boat and like again <laughs> I got like really good looks and then they left and then I went in and then like this last time with them got really good looks we went in then one time with Andrew from Discovery we went out there uh Orion charged at the boat turned on his side and like waked the boat and andrew actually like fell over on the boat because he was like ah you're so happy he literally <laughs> almost felt felt like he wasn't gonna fall off the boat he fell into the boat and then uh i went in like right after that encounter because it was like kind of bumpy i think or something but it's like i've had a few times where we get out of the harbor and it's just like and then and, and then we had that time with adam not with those where we got out of the harbor and we didn't even get out yeah. of the harbor and kate and kate and adam were like uh pretty sure those killer whales and it was like sea lion goes flying definitely killer whales and then we pull up to them, and they ate a sea lion in like two seconds. And then we got to follow them all the way out of the bay. Right. And they flung flung jellies in there. I mean, it's 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 pretty crazy. Like I know there's this there's this orca craze, right? And and people are obsessed with them. And and I 
definitely see that and I've tried to like you know like hone back my my excitement for them but I I I do think like a lot of people connect to those animals and you know I think they're probably the smartest creature in the sea and we're the smartest creatures on land you know and and I think there's some respect there that you have to no I mean to an extent (laughs) I agree I don't think we are I realistically don't think we are but to an extent I mean well, I, I heard you were only mildly excited to see him on Sunday. Adam. No, yeah, I, a, I freaked out. What do you he mean? Related. I literally Slater was like he was like swinging down through the through the through the cabin. Yeah, Adam, we're being oh. sarcastic. You were out of control. I bonked <laughs> my I bonked my head. Yeah, I did. I bonked my head. I was walking up the stairs and he just was like, boom, and I was like, where you going? He's like. I didn't. It went by so fast. I didn't even know we had killer whales. I was just grabbing a sandwich, putting the sandwiches out. <laughs> They're pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. They're they're right. You guys saved the day again. That was that was the perfect way to end that weekend. Oh man, perfect I think way. everybody yeah. everybody was hurting for him and at I'm, that point. I'm super. I'm glad you guys got those really good looks when they were porpoising because you guys are in the perfect position. And I, I hope your people got. I know Delaney got a really cool shot. Yeah, no, we, we had a few good too. minutes. We had a few good minutes. Hard to believe though. I know the weather's been bad. Hard to believe no one has seen him since Sunday. Like the last orcas that we spotted. Yeah, what did we smell two days ago when we went? Smelled so strong, like yeah, blubber. True. And then this morning was really strong, huh? That I think, was. I yeah. think it's a sea you, lion. Yeah. Sea lion. Well, or do you yeah. think it's a sea lion eating a salmon? Because salmon are really oily. Uh, this was this today was strong. Whether it's like a, blubber smell. Yeah, we, like we all was, thought it was very blubber. It's it seemed more blubbery. Even you Tim know? and Joey, they were like, it smells. Like everybody thought it smelled. Actually, I don't know what Joey said. Um, sure said it. So, speaking of orcas, Chase, you had an encounter last year where you got some incredible shots of them porpoising in like glassy water, right? And you had, I think you had another encounter which is like super glassy water. And you did this post and you, you were talking about um, like certain photographs that you want. You had an orca in glassy water and you got a photograph of it coming up before it broke the surface of the water right and in your post you were talking about like every photographer has like a shot list or like dream shots that that we all have do you have like a holy grail of something that you are hoping to see one day that you can capture exactly how you want to capture it Uh, of just orcas specifically or no or just no just in general I mean, definitely, definitely a lot. Like, there's definitely a few shots. I mean, it's like, you know, like, I, I would, I would absolutely, again, love to be able to photograph, you know, like humpbacks, especially in Alaska. Like, you know, dream shots of mine is, I have these images in my head of thinking about a humpback in Alaska breaching in, like, a soft light condition, you know, where it's like, you know, early, early morning, late evening, kind of when, you know, the, you know, it's summer and the sun's up high and, you know, it's kind of filtering through the clouds and the water in the, you know, Southeast Alaska is so glassy. And I always think about the shot in the head of this humpback just breaching out of the glassy water where you can see the reflection and you get those beautiful, mm. you know, spruce trees and, you know, evergreen trees in the background and, you know, the cedars and the mountains or glaciers. I'm like, oh, that's, that's a humpback breach I'm dying to get. Um, yeah. You know, and that's what I think about a lot because, you know, we photograph humpbacks so frequently. That's one that I'm just, I want to get. Like, you know, the humpbacks in Maui, are so fun to photograph but i still think the backdrop in alaska is just you know i i just don't think there's yeah it's like in the world um yeah i remember yeah. photographing them in maui and i was like oh there's so many boats in the background or like a lot of boats know, right a lot of buildings and you can sometimes see the like the little farm fields or cane sugar fields in the back yeah I'm like oh i love maui maui's beautiful but alaska just it is. looks it so is. rugged you can, get, um, you can yeah. get shots with nothing though in Maui for sure. No, I agree. Up against we, we, uh, we did. and stuff, you can get good shots. Yeah, right. You definitely can. You know. What about you guys? Do you guys have shots? You're like, oh, that's one I want to get. Like, you guys have pictured in your head, or? I feel like I used to, but I'm kind of losing them all. I think I'm retiring. <laughs> do do in two deals. Yeah, videos. we're just salmon fishermen now, Chase and I. So that's true. We're canceling I want, all trips. Actually, I do have another dream shot. I have a shot. I have a dream shot of. Slater holding the salmon, and there's a little sign that says Slater's for salmon on it. And that's <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, you know what? I do have some shots that I want, and they actually are right here in California in Point Lobos. There, you know, Whaler's Cove or like those little coves in that corner. Right. I want 
I had killer whales there before at sunset and I just have their blows like lit up with that orange, you know, like lighting coming through them. But I would like to get some sort of activity from any animal there, like whatever. It could be a gray whale breaching. Although <laughs> right. I prefer it not be a gray whale, maybe I <laughs> killer whale, but um, even dude, I mean, even, even like a blue whale, if you, especially if you get a good angle where you could get all that rock formation and some trees. And then like the sun sunset in the background, like anything, if you could angle it out of that like zone, you know, mm-hmm. towards the sunset would be pretty awesome. That would be great. And yeah, then uh, if you could also make it glassy, you know, make it pretty easily, like happen a couple times so you can for sure get the shot. <laughs> Man, you should have been here yeah, in like just... 2014 when the whales were all down there. I, I have a few shots. I think we got to go. There were, I did see some outside of Silomar today, but um. Yeah, that one year we had some beautiful weather and nice sunset trips down in Carmel. Mm-hmm. I have a few photos from down there. I was like by I had zero practice as a photographer, but are you gonna miss going to Carmel if you're only going on a moss? <laughs> I got one more shot. Yeah. And I already have the shot, but I had it was like with a 5D3 and I didn't really know anything about photography. I, I guess I did know it. I guess I was actually already. Mm-hmm. pursuing it more professionally but it just isn't going to happen again because we're never going to get like 10 whales lunching at the same time at sunset it's just not possible oh well happen dude yeah, i've been trying gonna, for years this could be the year i mean the fact that we're still getting so many whales staying in monterey is kind of insane we saw so many today like there's so many by the way which chase is like because he's focused on catching a fish this is like his new craze like literally we had a whale a humpback today dancing like with kelp all over itself. And I'm trying to like tie a line. I'm trying to go get my, I'm running to get my camera. Then I'm putting my camera down, then I'm doing this. And then I was like, I gave up on trying to get a video of it. I think Kate shot some photos of it, but it's literally throwing kelp around with his tail. And we're like, like, a, like less than hundred feet from the boat. And we're just like all like, but it was rough. It was super rough. Like all the trips were canceled today, but like no passengers on the boat. We can go and like, you know. Yeah. Although those Monterey boats might have been okay today if they just were willing to go look for whales right by the one mile buoy. It's I was sitting at I was sitting at Otter Point at like eleven AM and I was like, Oh, a gray whale just went by the squid boats and then two humpbacks started breaching for like thirty minutes straight. Gray <laughs> whales? One gray whale went by and Ooh. then in the distance behind them, behind it, there was two humpback whales breaching for half, oh, humpback for half hour. Oh, I was like, wow, you saw gray whale breaching this time of year. I'm like, that's insane. No, 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 no. You know, that's one of the coolest things I remember we actually saw as a kid from that era, actually Cannery Row, was when I was, oh God, I would have been like 12. We were eating at El Torito on Cannery Row and we had no idea it was at the time. You know who we actually asked? We actually asked Nancy Black. My mom asked her, but when we were sitting there, we saw orcas jumping on a gray whale out there. And we had no idea what was going on. And little do we know, this would have been about 2004. This is where I have the kelp. And we were like, wow, why are those orcas jumping all over these gray whales? Like, are they playing? And then when my mom <laughs> was curious, she posted no. through them an email or called them or something. And they were like, oh, yeah, they eat gray whales. Like, we had no idea. It's like, wow, no, so never seen that again. <laughs> yeah, they, they are not playing. Stumbled upon a <laughs> gray whale kill. Right. yeah what the I, heck I, i've been going I to moderate every, every year for five casual years. just off el torito no hey, i tried to, i tried to get them to go to el torito the other day and they were like no it's like whatever i suggested it i know i wanted to go too and they were all I'll against go, it and literally, i love el torito to yeah honest, I, 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 I do too adam it's good i don't know what the heck everybody's doing all right we'll try it i'll try it next time i'm in town and if i don't like it so much i've seen i've seen casper from el torito i've seen humpbacks I've seen blue whales smell Torito. Like you just yeah. see all these animals. Yeah. It's amazing. Like you got I've those seen, huge windows. Yeah. While dining out. there, I've seen harbor seals, sea lions, sea otters, bottlenose dolphins, Rizzo's dolphins, humpback whales, gray whales. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even like. I don't even dine there that often. <laughs> so <laughs> now this is now I'm, I'm this, so this is the part where we go. You know, when you wrap up, well nerds up podcast episode 109, sponsored by El Torito, right? <laughs> Yeah, buy a free burrito, right? (laughs) Just hook us up on Taco Tuesday, okay? Dude, we used to go with Kate on Tuesdays. Yep, uh, we did. We need to bring that back now that COVID's like. Unfortunately, I will be here Tuesday, so you're gonna have to wait one week. Not this next Tuesday. Yeah, not this coming Tuesday. We'll wait till you get back from your trip. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) So, 
Okay, so when you when you're guiding trips and when you're doing photography, do you like, I don't know if you normally do this as part of your programming or like, do you feel obligated in part of your education information you give people to like talk about conservation or like, do you ever feel like you have a good avenue to like do conservation messaging through photography? Like, I just don't like where, where do you consider yourself at with that kind of stuff? No, absolutely. You know, both, both on trips and obviously, you know, after licensing or selling them, I, I mean, I think, that's one of the biggest parts. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, the only reason I or really any of us can do what we do is because we have places that are protected because we've decided, oh, we're going to conserve and preserve these wild spaces like Monterey Bay National Marine Sanctuary, Yellowstone, you know, Serengeti National Park in Africa. He's like, we have to put them aside for the future. So I, I, I feel very strongly about, you know, making sure we always think about, all right, like we're coming here, we're using this land, we're photographing these animals, we are in their space where we technically don't belong. But, you know, as long as we, you know, head into this environment with a decent level of respect and admiration for the area that we are, and, you know, just, I guess, show some sort of appreciation that we have access to these lands. Um, yeah, I always, I always like to include that, you know, um, in any kind of storytelling or when we're actually on trips. You know, I, I don't want to, of course, shove it down people's throat because I've heard people try to get so deep into conservation where it almost seems it gets to the point where they make people feel bad about, you know, oh, well, we're out the whales, so we're affecting them so much with all the boat, you know, boat, uh, boat noise, you know, something like that. Um, and that, that sometimes I think gets a little overboard because it's like, you know, you need people coming out, right? The funds going into it or is kind of what helps, mm -hmm. you know, keep it going, helps inspire people to say, oh, I really like that humpback. I want to make sure they're always around, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, for sure. Right? I mean, conservation, huge. I mean, I'm so thrilled when I think about, you know, the national parks or marine sanctuaries, you know, America has put aside, you know, where we can actually go out and enjoy them. I wish there were more, but we have a good amount, right? We have a decent amount of them. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Um, well, I think we could probably talk story all night about tacos and salmon and probably. whale stories, but... Um, before we wrap up the episode so if people want to enjoy your work or go on a trip with you or um, figure out what other things you're up to and doing what are the best ways for people to to find you on the internet yeah uh, we can always go to my website chasedecker.com uh, you know chase d-e-k-k-e-r um, and yeah you know if, if people if people feel like they don't want to be you know a nerd they want to be a cool kid they can always come in my boat you know <laughs> on trips, or if they just feel like separate <laughs> yeah chase decker or cool go kids. see some land animals with you or some land animals you're right you're yeah. right so just for the purpose of this i will no no longer be doing whales it's only sunfish <laughs> and land animals salmon fishing well, and you land animal to, photography you don't have to pick the same That's weekend it. that we're picking you know <laughs> Chase is uh, actually moving to Vermont, so he said he's going to let us dude, have Chase, all the whales, and he's going to Africa. Only. Dude, Chase is gonna yeah, Chase yeah. is gonna run a freaking trip in October, isn't he? In October, October in the San in the San Juan Islands, twenty first, twenty second, twenty third. Chase is gonna be there. Oh, like, no, oh I'm also with my legacy. Hold on, can you remind me of the dates again? Oh, Friday the 20th. no, 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 I can't. Actually. The Saturday are and Sunday the twenty third. You okay. can't even book it if you Nerd. want to. Nerds yeah, two are in San Juan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect. Why don't you come up? You know, you could come up and uh, I'll say in the morning. You guys could hang out with Chase Decker when you can. You can book our trip. Hey, if you why want. don't you? Why don't you buy a ticket? We'll give you a five percent discount. <laughs> okay, that sounds swell. You know, that sounds really swell. <laughs> well, I can't wait to do that. No, no, no. That'll no. I'll in, in October. Slater says I have to be. I have to be looking for my new house in Vermont. You know, because that's a good time to be there. So I'm kicking him out. October is a great time to be in Vermont. October, <laughs> all colors. Beautiful, right? You know there, what I'm talking about. There can only be you one know. whale photographer here, Chase. It's me. <laughs> oh <my laughs> they, they can keep doing your guys' whale nerds trips, and then when they want to go see some cool animals, <laughs> that Whoa, like fish like moose and um, you know bears and lions, like cool stuff. Well, now they know to find me. You know. Right. <laughs> I tell the whales that tomorrow. Wow, we try to do when a nice thing for you, Chase, you. and you just had to do that to us. I I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. You know? Never have I, you I on the podcast ever again. Why do you, Why do you think I put my week in the same week as you guys? I was like, man, how cool is this? <laughs> go out on a boat 
and they can follow the whale nerds around because they're always going to find the coolest stuff. You hey, actually did. <laughs> right. You know, when you're an ocean geek, you got to follow the whale nerds, and you guys deliver. Only so everyone listens to this podcast, my weekend would have flopped if not for the whale nerds and their valiant efforts and eagle eyes. There you I go. The big orca pie. So, see? Captain that, Kate, she saved the day. You're welcome. You guys did. You guys did, you know? Oh, man. So, exactly. Exactly. Well, if y'all are still listening at this point, definitely uh, definitely check out Chase's work. And if you want to go on a really cool land animal experience, he's got all kinds of fun trips that he runs. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening this far, supporting our podcast. You can follow our work on our website, thewhalenerds.com or on social media. We're on uh, at Whale Nerds. Uh, we've got that trip coming up in October and all the video versions of our episodes from episode 100 onwards are on our youtube so you can see chase's lovely face we even gave him a cool whale nerds background for this one and no <laughs> adventure hat no, no adventure hat for this one with no adventure uh, hat maybe next time being eliminated from life or send us uh, your adventure hat photo and we'll use that as the thumbnail i'll send you the selfie <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, thank you, Chase. And thank you to everybody that's listening. Bye. 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 See ya.